0: N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York, Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences, knock it out the park This is New York, Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris, of course S-G-R This is New York, Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York, Yankee Sports Talk Record, rain and shine, grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T, you're hanging with the fellas
1: Welcome back. This is episode 370 of the NYYST podcast. We are live on NYY Underground. I am your host Christian, as always joined by my co-host Chris. You. And SGR. Uh, okay. 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 Wait a second. Oh, okay. Okay, go ahead. Okay, happy uh, belated birth belated happy birthday Thanks, man. to SGR, yeah, okay? Man. Thank you. Somebody 32. taught me that you don't say happy belated birthday because your birthday is not belated, just me wishing you a happy birthday is belated. So what
2: is it? What is it's the problem? Proper...
1: it's a belated happy birthday. Okay. So, sounds the ridiculous. wish is, the the wish is belated, not the Was birthday. Was this uh, did someone actually
2: birthday? correct you when you are trying to wish them a happy birthday
1: yes and it does make sense it is grammatically correct to say "believe." It must it. be and someone actually, you love
2: it must be someone you love that you actually were, he was it
1: was a former uh co-worker of mine that i had respect for so Ooh. Okay. okay unlike you who i okay. had no respect for okay, deal. okay uh it's a dawn of a new day here on the nyyst podcast uh let's you want to break the big news right now just yeah yeah right let's right get it.
2: it out of the way we're going to need some favors from our from our viewers, which I'm sure will repeat repeatedly ask for. OK, yeah,
1: so sure. last week we teased a big announcement and uh, we are very happy and excited to announce that we are now on Odyssey. We are the only uh, back supported and promoted Yankee podcast on Odyssey, the uh, parent company of WFAN. We have partnered with them. We have. Uh, so we'll be on there going forward uh we are not uh, just so everybody knows we're not leaving NYY underground we're doing this in conjunction um with NYY underground uh this is you're going to be exclusively for audio so if you're watching us on NYYU you can still watch us here on NYYU if you've been wa- if you've been listening uh audio you know apple podcast spotify you can still get us through those apps but we were now being backed by odyssey so that is the big announcement where we've been waiting uh it's been a long time for uh, for an opportunity like this and we're very excited and uh i actually wanted to just thank everybody the nyy community our longtime fans and listeners because uh without you guys uh, we wouldn't have been afforded this opportunity so i want to say thank you right off the bat here
2: Yeah. Thank you to Pete, especially Jira, everyone behind the scenes here. um, Definitely put us, we started this in 2017. Um, We were fortunate enough to have some big names on in the first few years. And then everyone realized what three jerk offs we are. Mm -hmm. So we stopped doing a lot of guests, but uh, Pete (laughs) put us back on the map, man. Like we say all the time, we were going to close up shop and, uh, it yeah. got us this opportunity and it's going to be, you know, like Christian said, we're not leaving here at all. That was part of our terms in our, in the contract was that we're not leaving NYU. Um, and, uh, we're going to, once the season starts, we'll have some extra episodes coming that will only be audio. So make sure if you are watching right now, um, if you could do this for us, please go to Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever, you might listen to shows and uh subscribe and follow our show as
1: well. Okay. Ryan?
2: Oh. Okay.
1: I
0: mean, again, let's let's keep adding on to Pete for giving us this you know opportunity to take it to the next level. I think he gave us that outlet and we've kind of gone on to go up to another level here. And I'm excited for this next part. Thanks for everyone who is constantly in the chat, everybody that's always chiming in watching us we really appreciate it i mean we're just three three huge fans of the yankees that love talking baseball you know chris is my brother
2: <laughs>
0: christian Different mom. and chris same mother christian and chris are friends but now i consider christian to be you know one of my closest friends and i look forward to doing this with you fellas for the for the future here
1: absolutely man uh this is this is just the beginning of uh the next chapter of this podcast uh and um I'm excited. We, we've we been building towards this for the last couple of years here. And this isn't, oh, Pete's the boss. You got to kiss his ass. I don't have to kiss anybody's ass, okay? I okay. say this because it's genuine. Yeah. This show was dead and buried. One man wanted to keep it going, and that's Pete. And because of that, we've been able to take this to the next level. So uh, Pete's hard work and determination and his vision for NYYU has allowed us this opportunity. So from the bottom of my heart, we have to thank Pete. We thank all the fans that have supported us from day one. Uh, I apparently there's another Patrick from Ireland. Uh thank you for your support. <laughs> yes. But you're not the guy that we were talking about last week. That's I mean, funny, you dude. even have to did you even have to ask? Like, come on, bro. Huh. Apre- it's okay, A- dude. Appreciate but, the support, but come on now.
2: I'll take as many, as many Patricks from Ireland that's true that we can get that we doubled our the- Patrick. Unfortunately for you, there's only one OG, and that's
0: that's, it. It's fair. It's a fair point.
1: So when we say now, you know, you know, hit the like. You're in the chat. Anybody live tonight? You know, in the NYY Underground. Hit the like button. Subscribe to NYYU. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And uh, now you're gonna go outside. You're gonna tell your friends. You're gonna say, Hey, the fellas NYYST. They're on Odyssey. The only Odyssey. Uh, promote it and support it yankee podcast okay so
2: okay it's a pretty you should big- hear us i don't know how this is gonna go but if you listen to wfan if you listen to the sports talk shows our our show is uh gonna be teased on there as well which okay. is pretty awesome
1: so we're excited for this opportunity and uh we're excited for where this is not only going to take our podcast but uh nyyu as as a entity in in total here because the event on april 20th uh rescheduled nyyu day is sold out okay you can no tickets are left available and that's all thanks to you guys the incredible community that we have built here in the underground you guys have sold out the audi club again and uh, you know the yankees take notice of that you know You know, they know that when NYYU holds something at the Yankee Stadium, you know, those tickets are not going to last. They take notice of that. They take everybody's taking notice of what's happening around here. So we thank everybody for their continued support here. And if you're in the chat, Pete's got the number pinned. Let's get some voicemails in. We'll get to them uh, towards the end of the show. We want to hear from you guys uh, what your takes are on certain things. We got a full show tonight. So, um. Let's just jump right into it now that we got the big news out of the way. Um, We're still waiting on some big news, and that's where the reigning NL Cy Young Award winner is going to sign. And now I know I've been on this this train that the Yankees and Snell are going to come back together for some reason. Now my thoughts have changed on that. I think that ship has sailed. Now that Snell is no longer coming to the Bronx and I'm okay with that I think the Yankees know what that they still might need starting pitching I think they'll be active in the uh trade market towards the deadline but it's now you know you're listening it's February we're live tonight it's February 29th leap day okay leap day right, okay. Okay, okay but um right. okay
0: okay leap year okay most
1: most people a lot of people are going to be hearing this on on March 1st. You know, now we're two and a half weeks into camp here. The guy's not in camp. At at some point as a team, you gotta kinda say, Okay, he's not coming. Let's move forward with what we got. Plus now you're hearing rumors that uh because Cody Bellinger signed over the mm-hmm. weekend, I believe. He got three years, eighty million dollars from the Cubs, opt outs after each year. He's gonna be it's gonna be thirty, thirty, and twenty. He's not obviously if he's playing well, he's never gonna get to that third year. But that uh, Snell is open to that similar type deal. Uh, the problem with that is that type of deal doesn't really benefit the Yankees, and the Yankees are looking for at least a multi-year commitment from Snell because they will be losing two draft picks mm-hmm. and international slot money for signing Blake Snell. So because of that, the Yankees want to have some sort of commitment here, not let him fly out the door after one year, and you know. Are the Dodgers lurking? You hear uh, Mm. because of that that type of deal that he might be interested in, you know that Snell's interested in staying on the West Coast. The Angels might be a team that you look out for because Mike Trout's uh, pushing them to do some things. I just think now that we're here, it's March 1st, as much as I'd like Snell to be here, I don't see it happening right now.
2: Usually when Jack Curry either backs something or shits on something, you can count on him. And he, uh, he more than shat on the idea that Blake Snell. So is he didn't to just
1: shit on Blake Snell coming to the Yankees. He took a Jurassic Park dinosaur shit on oh, wow. the Yankees yeah. coming Big, to Jacks. Uh, to oh, Blake Snell coming to the Yankees to the Gary's. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and then don't forget
0: about don't forget about the luxury, the Cohen tax too. I think they're already over that. So any additional spending there will bump them up and that's what like a so a 30 million dollar contract
1: would be like 62 million dollars paid out this year for the yankees uh but yeah i think Uh it's more that they don't if they're going to lose the draft picks they want him here for a few years and i think and honestly you know we're all we're all in on 2024 we're all in on that but the yankees as an organization i understand where they're coming from, hey, we're losing two draft picks. We can't do that on a guy that's going to fly out the door at the end of the year.
2: Hey, I got to be honest with you about something. If Stroman didn't have the mentality he has now and and this side of himself that he's showing us, I'd probably still be sitting here saying they need to go out and get Snell or they need to give me someone. But because Stroman has showed up and has said all the right things, seems to be laser-focused on winning, and hopefully he's going to stay healthy. It gives me a different outlook on this rotation with or without Snell. I'm way more confident than when I just heard the name that Marcus Stroman was coming yeah. over. Like I was skeptical of a lot of things, but right now I feel so much better about this rotation, given what Marcus Stroman has said and done so yeah, far. That's, this spring. that's
0: a good point. That's a good point. Stroman has presented himself. Nicely. We got a super chat here from our boy, Rich Squires, member of the U for six months. He says, I'm done with the whole Snell stuff. If Snell wanted to be here, he would have signed already. Now he wouldn't be ready for opening day. And that's Ooh. something else that you have to look at. If
1: he comes into camp now, when's he going to be available to pitch?
0: Great point, Rich. That's a, that's a great point because now at this point, it's it's we're here. We're we're in the middle of games. There's a game on right now. Yankees <laughs> still at zero a piece in the ninth inning, two outs. Will they my, send this one in a
2: tie? Here's my only rebuttal to that. Has has Garcole Cole pitched any spring training games yet?
0: Doesn't matter. He's in camp. But he's in camp, Chris. So you can tell, but do look, you think that Blake did, we, Snell's
2: not doing the same things that he these is, guys are there doing? There is stuff out there, yeah. but it's
0: not the same. I agree. I don't think it's the same. I don't think it's the same. I agree.
2: It's not the same thing in theory, but what I'm saying is, it doesn't mean Snell wouldn't be ready by opening day. As of right yeah. now, now you want to talk to me in a week from now? Now we're starting to really hit
1: that. That and Cole's being Cole's on, on a program, getting himself built up with the team, watching everything that he's doing. How do you? We don't know. The, the, he's going to come in here a week from now, and the Yankee. You know, especially with the Yankees, it would just not, feel better.
2: It would feel better if he was here. If he's going to be part of this team,
1: I, it's it, to me the 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 Snell ship has sailed now. That's, sailed. It it has sailed, and I'm okay. And I can't believe I'm saying this. I would. St- I'd still be ecstatic if we. If uh, it broke while we were on on air here that he signed with the Yankees, I'd be ecstatic and I'd be ready to run through a wall. But I don't know what it is, man. And you and I argued about this before we came on the show. I don't want to get lost in this argument on the show because I got a lot of stuff I want to get to with the whole Trevor Bauer thing. Right. And I said to you everybody's talking about the vibes right now, the vibes, the vibes, there's this different air around the Yankees right now. Why do you want to put that into this clubhouse? Right? So right. the vibes, the vibes, why, you know, like now it's like, okay, these are the guys that are here. It's March 1st. This guy not only had all winter, they were, we gave him two and a half weeks of spring training to sign. He's still not here. The Yankees gave him a frigging contract. his agent, Maybe on his own doing, because, you know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the agent works for the player, right? It should. Nobody made a counter offer to the Yankees. So how, you know, that's where I'm at right now. The vibes. This is my team. These are my 26 guys. And if we need somebody at the trade deadline, I really believe the Yankees are going to be active at the trade deadline.
2: Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. It, I always like going into a season feeling feeling all warm and cozy inside. And I think I have enough of that right now. Like I said, with what Stroman has said and and how he's handled himself so far, to say I'm okay with waiting until the trade deadline for that to happen.
0: Yeah, I think too, watching spring training, even today, just watching Beater, you're seeing that the depth that they have where it just seems like, you know, I mean, I think last year the average team I don't know what it was. It was a crazy number. It was a lot more than five starters that went uh, that started games for the team. So, you know, if guys like beater, man, he looked, he, he looked sharp, really he looked good. Sharp.
2: His, his, his control his is going to be a looked
0: problem. Good. But, yeah, yeah, I like to zip all look good. His fastball zip. And then it's just his, his cadence, I think is the right word where he just looked his demeanor yeah. on the mound was very professional. So I feel like that, yeah, like that, like that, they got some young depth where if they aren't able to acquire a guy like Snell, at least seeing these guys now in in spring training kind of gives you that optimism feeling again, optimistic feeling again.
1: Yeah, there's a different vibe around this team right now, and I don't, I'm, I'm with it, honestly, like, I'm, I, I don't know, maybe it's the desperation that we haven't won since 2009, but there, we've, nobody follows this team closer than we do, you know. You know we're, I feel like we're really plugged into what is going on with this organization, and I just feel like there's been, yeah, Boone's still here, yeah, Cashman's still here, but I feel like there's been a black cloud over this organization, over this team over the last couple of years, and I don't feel that right now, yeah, for the first you know, time in a long time.
0: Felt, you know what, too, it seems like they haven't been playing with something to prove in a little while, and it's, it feels like again this year they're they are playing to prove something that well, the bigger part Yankees. of
2: that. A big part of that is that this team hasn't held themselves accountable. It feels like for anything. Yeah,
0: that's a huge part of and it. And the
2: second they do, and the second they're saying that, that's why. That's why you get that feeling, and that's part of that, why we've been so frustrated. It.
0: Right? That's, that's such a big part of it, man. The account, the accountability factor that you've seen so far in camp has been evident.
1: Well, right. And like, we go ahead. No, no, no. You go. You go. You well, go, I was so. saying that's what we've been talking about for a couple of weeks now. Is that since the Yankees have reported. You know, we, we always say words are words, but these are different words than we've been hearing out of this organization for the last couple of years. And Big they're time. finally owning up to some of the things that have gone wrong around here. And a lot of the and when your best players are saying things like, Nothing else matters than winning a championship. I'm brought I was brought here to win a title. We haven't done that. The owner, the the owner, yeah. and I'm embarrassed of what happened last year. The GM, we have to win now. We can Chapter and verse. We can go over it again a hundred times, but these are things that you have not heard out of this organization for the last. No,
2: you know, you no, you know, you have heard out of this organization, striking out twenty times in one game and going. I think we put up a pretty good fight. Those are the things we've been used to. Yeah, it goes beyond what has happened on the field, and a lot goes into what we've heard that 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 you know, tacks on to that frustration, man.
0: Yeah. And I know I know they haven't played a game yet, but FL was FL Diver JC kind of makes a good point in our chat saying that they're playing like a team. It does feel more like they're a team right now than just good individuals on the yeah. Yankees. You know I what wanna, I'm saying? I
1: want to read this. Can I get to the super chat? I want to. Oh, it, that's what you want to read. Go for it. <laughs> Our boy, Old Sarge, with the super chat. Congrats, uh, congrats, fellas, said before. Been listening since the beginning, and this is well-deserved. Chris, are you bringing the douche whistle to Odyssey? <laughs> Sarge, when this runs out,
2: dude, that's it for me. That's it? it could happen mid-show right now. It could wow. happen mid-show. That's so you it. might be witnessing the final hit of the douche whistle. The final whistle. And I'll sign it. I'll sign it. Sign and it and send it. And Old put Sarge it in. is in,
1: I didn't realize Old Sarge is one of the OGs. But thank you for being with us from yeah. the beginning, man. It's thank people you, Sarge. like you. It's people like you. It's the reason why we're still uh, we're still here today. So thank you. Absolutely. And um, I
2: just want to say this real quick. And I and I. Sean Fitzpatrick says you need to quit. I'm gonna quit, dude. This is my last one. <laughs> He's two weeks in, dude. All good right, better boy, you. Sean. Good for you, Shawnee. Good okay. job, Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Um. So I said this to you guys, like. Every, Almost every player you can think of, there's just something to be excited about, right? Mm-hmm. Like Aaron Judge, freak injury last year. He's coming back. He's still in his prime. He's going to be filthy with Soto in this lineup, right? You got Juan Soto. How could you not be excited about that? You got fucking Verdugo, man. People are sleeping on this on this pickup a little bit too much. Verdugo yeah. is going to be a great addition to this lineup. You got Rizzo not concussed anymore. You got a full season of Wells behind the plate. You got Garrick Cole coming off of the best season a Yankee pitcher has had in however what, what was it 1979 uh, 78 79 78 I mean Torres on a contract year. You got Volpe in his first season after adjusting last year. Yeah, a lot of good you, lot there's of just so, there's just so many good stories right now. You got Stroman hopefully coming in and being that workhorse again that that he used to be,
1: Rizzo uh, yeah. healthy. DJ steals with the super chat. Says Chris, "Don't worry, I'll get you another douche whistle." Wow, thanks, DJ.
0: Yeah, on four twenty though, so it might not be the kind of douche whistle. Oh, that yeah, it sh- might be a different. It might be, shit, a, be a different a one. A okay. Spike
1: douche whistle. Shit. A little bit of that. <sighs> so yeah, the reason why. Oh, I I shouldn't say the reason why. A reason why that you might feel like the Yankees don't need Snell as desperately as maybe you thought is Carlos Rodon, who made his uh, yeah. spring debut on Sunday. I said a couple weeks ago that when he starts, you're going to pay a little bit more attention to it than you would a normal spring training start. So I know that we were all pretty locked in watching the game. We were texting back and forth um, takeaways. Uh, what's there to really take away? He, did he look healthy? I get it to me kind of did. Uh, I, I, he was up in his zone a little bit, but are you going to really yeah. make that big of a, of a deal about it on his first spring start? I know, I know, you go on Twitter and people are like, see, he's up in his zone, he sucks, blah, blah. The velocity was there; he was hitting around ninety seven most of the time. Um, so
2: now you know what I really liked about Rodon, and again, f- like you said, first spring training start, you're not going to put too much behind it. These guys. Guys like Rodon are going out there and making sure their mechanics are in. Obviously, Rodon knows he has a little bit more to prove than anyone else. So he's taken a lot into consideration every time he steps on the mound, even in spring training. But his velocity was there. That's the first thing you're looking at. And the second thing you're looking at is how well is he keeping guys off balance. Now, his control is a little all over the place, especially after that first inning. But when he had it, he was keeping guys really off balance. Like, he looked pretty filthy. When he would go from that ninety-five, ninety-six mile per hour fastball to an off speed pitch and get it into the zone, he looked pretty good. Now so well, for Yankee
1: King with the super chat area, he says the Yankees rotation is getting slept on, all caps. It's good. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing that it's good, but it's also filled with question marks. That's yeah. kind of what we've been we've been wanting to eliminate in the offseason here, but you know, it it is a good rotation. I don't think you can look at that one through five and say that there's really a bad pitcher yeah. on, in this rotation. Agreed. No,
0: I, I also think it might be getting slept on in a way because last year was overhyped going into the season. There was a lot of graphics and stuff saying how lethal this rotation was going to be, and it totally didn't pan out that way. So that's probably playing a part of it, too. Yeah. You
1: know? True or false? Nestor Cortez is the weak link of this rotation. True. Oh.
2: It's tough, man. It's tough because mm-hmm. I hate I hate not giving him at okay. least the benefit of the doubt here. Like, you know who he is to me? He's maybe not anymore since he just made it to the Super Bowl, but he's like the Brock Purdy of baseball right now to me. Like, when, when yeah. the Niners went on a lull this year, like, he started off hot again. He was how many regular season games undefeated? And then he went like three games where he looked like shit and everyone's like, see, Purdy fucking sucks.
0: Right. It's like you're constantly it, waiting for the shoe to drop on those always. guys. And yeah, it Nestor's the same
2: way. The guy had such a great season. Then he comes back after all those innings and it's like, I don't I don't want to just sit here and say he can't come back and be nasty again just yet. But no. we talked about reliability. We talked about consistency. I don't think it's so much his talent. As much as it is, can he be relied upon to to take that workload of a full season and still Rankin be one effective? one through five
1: that, of who you trust the most, isn't Nester's the fifth. Nestor's five. I think that's that's he's four five. for me. No.
2: I think I still have to put him above Clark Schmidt, man. Who's no. two, though? Is Stroman two? No, Radon. I'm going. I, I think I would, I would say honestly, right now I'm
1: going Strowman. Yeah, I think I would have to agree. In, really? In terms, of, in terms of trust
0: factor. Is who is I the, trust I, right now, I would okay. go with Cole, Strowman.
2: Really, that's scary to me.
0: And then who are the? And then you got what? Rodon, Schmidt, Nestor.
2: The only reason I, why you would you
0: would, I would have, go that order. I'm,
1: the only reason I'm taking Schmidt is because he was healthy last year and made thirty whatever stars. Fair there.
2: enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So Fair enough. Yeah, Do he's tied think, by the
0: way. They tied zero zero.
2: Would you? Okay, so you put Stroman second right now, but it wouldn't surprise you, right, that Rodon could easily. Become number two after a month or two of the season. Absolutely, no, it wouldn't he sh- surprise. He me. should. He should. F- right. He should okay. Be. Okay.
0: Here's the one thing I'll say about Rodon that I didn't love in his start. Because I, do you guys remember that graphic that someone posted a side by side of a White Sox start and a and a Yankee start? How his back was kind of more fluid and able to. He was just. It was all more one motion. Mm. It still seemed like his back was still a little bit stiff. Right compared to what he looked like with Chicago, so that's I'm still a little worried about him, man.
1: Johnny Lasagna in our group chat on Twitter posted highlights of him in San Francisco when he was just rearing back and gassing guys with ninety-seven. It was San Francisco, actually,
0: that I'm thinking uh,
1: to gassing guys with ninety-nine, and I'm, I said. If that back is not right, he's not going to have 99. And that's what – pro- because even if you look at those videos where he was gassing dudes with 99, the location is not great. He just overpowered them right. with the fastball. He's throwing. So he cannot get – if that back is going to be a problem, we could be looking at a serious situation with Carlos Rodon because he's not going to be able to reach back and get that little extra oomph on that fastball. Right. Because you you say uh, a, real, a major league hitter can hit 99. Sure he can, but – when you, re- when you are rearing back to get 99 and you are saying, fuck you, you can't hit this, that's a different animal. There's he, a f- was do- he was doing that in San Francisco. I- we haven't seen him yet do that in- with the Yankees, and we don't know because of the back if he can.
2: A few points real quick. One, the back is scary. It's always been what has made me hesitant to like be all in on Rizzo and that he can be the guy we need him to be because he has those back issues and they always come fucking rear and back. And it sucks. Back. Yeah, back, back. The second thing is, it's early in spring right now. It's a, it, there's a difference if he's favoring it and if he's trying to work things into it. That's another factor. If he's favoring his back and he's not following through on pitches, if that's going to continue all season, he's going to continue to leave the ball up in the zone I don't care if he's throwing a fucking 105, he's going to get rocked and it's going to be a problem with his, with his uh, mechanics and with his consistency. But overall, for me, you also have to take into account that Matt Blake worked with him and apparently he was showing a lot of the ball. Over the last couple years,
1: apparently a lot of guys are showing a lot of the ball with the new pants in the major league. Yeah, okay, got a couple balls, a couple, couple
2: balls, two balls. But
1: a lot of people in the chat are saying that uh, he wasn't going full bore in his start. Yeah, okay, I get, I understand that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, not, I'm not really expecting him to. I'm just saying if the back is an issue, he's not going to be able to reach back for 99 in a big spot, and that could be a problem for the Yankees.
2: But like, if his back is stiff, it doesn't matter if he's going 80 percent. Or 100%, you still, your your goal in spring training is to go through your mechanics. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be pumping 99. But if his mechanics are going to be not to have a stiffer back, that could be an issue. But we'll ball see.
0: Dipping. Ball dipping. Wait, that was, uh, yeah, oh, that sorry, I was... just made that reference. That yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I've said that a couple times. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, become yeah. like a thing, a little ball dipping. Yeah, a little ball dipping. Dip his balls
1: right in the fucking drink. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So uh, before we move along here, uh, Kike Hernandez re-signed with the Dodgers earlier this week, and you're saying, what are you bringing that up for? Well, because Kike Hernandez was on the Foul Territory show today and said that uh, he had an offer on the table from the Yankees, and he had to decide between going to New York or going back to the Dodgers. And obviously he chose the Dodgers, number one. I didn't even realize the Yankees were in Akiki Hernandez. I mean, we know that they've been trying to get everybody that uh, every utility player under the friggin sun this offseason. But I didn't hear any connection there. Uh, but the interesting thing that he said that was, well, there was two things, reasons why he chose the Dodgers. And it's Kiki Hernandez. I mean, we're not going to make a big deal over this, except for this one point that I'm going to make after I give his reasons. One, he said it's late in spring, and he's already close to Arizona, L.A., whatever, and he didn't want to fly his family across the country, go to Florida, go to New York, fine, whatever. And the other thing that he said is that the Yankees made no promises of playing time, whereas the Dodgers basically said that he would be starting against left-handed pitching. So that's why he chose the uh, Dodgers fine. It's Kiki Hernandez. You're not going to cry over it. It's not a big deal. But why are the Yankees so dead set on getting another utility guy on this team when they have Oswaldo Cabrera, they have Oswald Peraza. they just they've they've been connected to every friggin' utility and and Kiki Hernandez is a very valuable guy because the only position he didn't play last year, catcher. Wow. And then we got Jeff J. with the Super Chat here real quick. What's up, fam? I'm heading out to dinner with my wife, uh, so I'll just share this. The Yanks are looking good. I think we should leave the roster alone and trade for a pitcher before the deadline. See you on 420. All right, Jeff, we'll see you. Does he
2: live on the West Coast, or is he going out for a late din-din?
1: I don't know. Maybe he works late. You don't know. Probably late night. Late night. Late night. So the Yankees just signed Jordan Groshans, right? Guess what? They released him, DFA'd. Okay.
2: Okay. So I picked okay. up
1: another utility guy I, okay. I, from Milwaukee. Uh, Maybe somebody okay. in the chat can tell me what his name is. Honest, I'm not ashamed to say this. I have never heard of him before. But the Yankees have been playing musical chairs with, with uh, utility guys, waiver claims, utility guys, all spring uh, spring training. Yeah. Jeff says he's from the Bay Area. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay, thanks,
2: all Jeff. Right. Thanks Jemai, for Jemai, up.
1: Jemai Jones? J- yeah. Yeah. He's uh, claimed. All right, this is Brewers. from, uh, we'll get, let's just do Ross super chat real quick. Ross says in the order importance, who has the most pressure on them? Boone, Bolpe, or Rodan? It's an interesting question. Let's, you want to table that for one second? Let's table. Yeah, that let's one. table right. that. Yeah, that's a great Down question. The dude. Raj, the man. Thank dessert. you to
2: everyone with the super chats. Yeah.
1: Um, the Yankees. We're, you know they were connected to Geo, and then Geo went to to De- to Detroit of all places on a really yeah. cheap deal, a million and a half bucks. You know, like I said, they've been playing musical chairs with these these waiver claim utility guys. Did Oswald Peraza do something to insult Brian Cashman? Who was the
2: last Peraza before Peraza? And uh, Andujar, I guess Anduhar. Yeah, right? Andu- he's like the new Anduhar dude.
1: And I get it. Cabrera didn't hit last year. So maybe that's why the Yankees aren't as high on him. But in a situation where you are up against that Cohen tax and you have two very capable guys defensively, at least. Beyond capable, Peraza could be an elite defender. are saying Florial in the chat. Florial. Yeah, I guess Florial's in there. Florial, yeah. Florial's up there. But. What what is it with these guys? Why why are we looking for outside help in a utility position? Because you but know it, what's gonna happen, right? The happen. Yankees are gonna you wanna say the oh the Yankees don't wanna stick Perez on the bench where he can play two or three times a week because it'll ruin his value. They're ruining his value. What's gonna happen if he goes down a scrant? He's gonna hit he hits 300 in a scrant. We know he can do that. What's that gonna do for anybody?
2: I yes. want everyone to take note. This doesn't happen often, but I'm gonna give the Yankees the benefit of the doubt here.
1: Jamai Jones, he won't be around much longer, says Craig. I don't believe, <laughs> yeah, I believe you. He won't be around much longer because somebody else is gonna get released in camp and Brian Cashman will pick him up too. Correct.
2: Um this doesn't happen often. I'm gonna give this front office the benefit of the doubt right now.
1: George Vivas is the guy that Hurst said could be the Oh, I like
2: Vivas. He's good.
1: He's the guy they got from from, uh, L.A. I mean, yeah, that's definitely a possibility, too. And
2: he looks like he's hitting the ball. But here's what I'm going to say. I think for the first time ever, they're treating a player like this for a good reason. I think they want Peraza to absolutely kill it in the minor leagues. They don't want him to be up here, only getting at bats every other day, where he gets stale. Looks like he can't handle MLB pitching. I think they want him to kill it because, like we talked about at the at the open of the show, their plans are going they to be saying, to make
1: uh, Bevos can't play shortstop. Oh, so, I mean, that, that oh, could be whatever. A problem.
2: I think they are planning and anticipating on making a huge splash at the trade deadline, and Peraza could be the guy that. Headlines a pretty big deal.
1: Yeah, I don't think so.
2: Why? I don't
1: think he's uh, in
2: that discussion anymore. Being what, if he's, batting, a what if he's batting what if he's batting three thirty in the minors?
1: It does, the Yankees are treating him this way for a reason. You you mean to tell me that if the Yankees thought he was this good? He can't play third base every day. Well, they're committed to DJ. Why can't DJ be the utility guy? Injured, old, slow. Why can't why smarter he? Yankees? There you go smarter Yankees so you tell me if the Yankees thought he was that good then he would be up here why is well, it
2: that I try and be optimistic about this team for once every other time I'm negative you have to fight me right you have to give me all the reasons why I shouldn't feel that way And the one time you have to fucking shit on my parade
1: I'm sorry but that's just the way I feel
2: good I like this side of you I like this. I like bringing out this side of you. Maybe I will be more positive from now on, so I can hear you actually say the things that you should be saying. And I'll be the positive. Did,
1: so, did somebody just call him Slade Heathcott in this in the chat? Slade
0: fucking <laughs> Heathcott.
1: Oh my oh, god! Man.
0: Holy shit! <laughs> what a
1: drop! Oh wow! Wow. So yeah, man. That's that's the only reason why we're bringing up Kike Hernandez is because. What did what did Oswald Peraza do to the Yankees? What did he do to them? I Yankees? don't
0: know, man. Yeah,
1: it would so, just no, seem so simple.
0: Yeah, so it seems like they might still be interested in some available free agents. One that's kind of standing out on this list here is Donovan Solano. He's a, a former Yankee. I think he was drafted by the Yanks, or he was in the Yankee system at one point. He is an infield outfield type guy, but hasn't played the outfield since 2012. Then you have Elvis Andrews, Jesus. Jonathan Scope, <clears throat> who've only been infielders in their career. Then you have Tommy Pham, Adam Duvall, or Michael Taylor, who can help you out in the outfield. But
1: I think oh, the, the Yankees tried to get Tommy Pham uh, last year at the deadline, but uh-huh. the Mets, you know, because the Mets are the Mets, they said no. Yeah, right. I course. have a question:
2: If yeah. the Yankees were so hell bent on getting a a good utility guy, why didn't they make more of a push for IKF? Too expensive. No, maybe he wanted
0: that guarantee I mean, of a starting type
2: of role, same oh, similar to Kike. Maybe, but like, wasn't if if you could say anything good about IKF, it was that the you had
1: respect for the guy to go to any right, position. But, he, aren't you glad that he's not here?
2: I well, that's part yeah. of the reason why I brought it up. Someone someone said Ref Snyder. Yeah, Ref Snyder. I just and that it name made me out. think because Ref Snyder, I. It, it brought me back to how I felt about IKF. It was just like I respect the hell out of out of IKF man. He did everything this team needed him to, and he did it well. Like he played every any no, position. No, he was a want. good.
1: He, he's a good ball player. He's a he's a guy that you want on a winning team. It's just that.
2: But you're I, right. I feel like almost a relief. Like I'm past that.
1: I'm I'm glad they don't a, have him. Let's to, get all that that yeah. bad juju from the Donaldson yeah. trade out of here. Yeah. You know, like, let's just, let's just move on from all that. And it's nothing against, it's nothing really against IKF. More against Wash Donaldson, for
2: sure. If you were in the same breath as Josh Donaldson in a trade, we want you gone.
1: Right. So. Okay. So we brought up the Mets uh, a few minutes, a minute or so ago here. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Juan Soto was a New York Yankee in case, uh, No, in case you've been living under a rock for the last time, I thought I saw
2: a few thousand pictures
1: of him in a Mets jersey. Yeah. Uh, Juan Soto is a Yankee. And the other thing that you shouldn't, you have to remember, guys, it's very important that you remember this, is that he's a free agent at the end of the year. Free agent at the end of the year. Very important that you remember that Juan Soto is not contractually bound to the New York Yankees past the 2024 season. Juan Soto has not officially made his Yankee debut yet. And by that, I mean like he has not played in a regular season for this, a regular season game for this club. Can we enjoy as fans, as as Yankee fans, are we allowed to enjoy the fact that we have a generational talent on this team that is going to be batting either in front or behind the best player in Major League Baseball? Are we allowed to enjoy that? Or do we have to have this shoved up our ass every single friggin' day? You know he's a free agent at the end of the year. You know he's a free agent at the end of the year. You know he's a free agent at the end of the year. Thanks. I got it. It's not something that need. there doesn't need to be a story about it every day. All these beat writers are tripping over each other every single day to write a story, to just reword it that Juan Soto's a free agent at the end of the year. I mean, that's, guy- that's just what
0: the Mets. That's just what the Mets do, man. That's just that's kind of how Not things even, operate.
1: We'll get to, that. The, we'll the, get to I, that.
0: Well, I'm saying just in t- in general, the the storylines that are usually connected to the Mets are are very much also tied to the Yankees.
1: Well, the the Mets fan base is, is one thing, but the 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 stories every day coming out of camp. Oh, wants so you know, I I heard, I had heard somebody say he looks miserable. As a Yankee. Yeah. You Smiling yeah. is... Look usually- at his what? fucking... Look at his Instagram page.
2: It's just pinstripes everywhere.
1: Smiling is usually a sign of misery, right, guys? Hitting really fucking
2: know? bombs over the left center field wall yeah. and miserable. drilling the scoreboard looks miserable.
0: It's a hit with Aaron Judge behind him. He's He's miserable. Yeah,
2: miserable. You know how many times the word fun comes out of Juan Soto's mouth when he does an interview? Too many. Too many. This dude is here to fucking kill it. This dude is so excited to be in a lineup in front of Aaron Judge. Can you imagine anyone not being excited and happy to hit in a lineup in front of Aaron Judge? Find me that man.
0: Why is this the off-season story like The season hasn't even started yet. Are, Met, are, are Mets writers are, and fans, are they just giving up on this season completely already? Like, this well, is I a storyline for been June pick. or July. Like, this is when your season's over in June. That's when you can, you know, start these storylines. Not in March. To you know, be we're fair, not even dude. in March. To be fair, dude. They just,
2: they just lost their ace, and Harrison Bader's been their big yeah, pickup. So, it's I, their season is pretty much over at this point already. So... I pity them.
1: Let me say this. When you, as a fan base, are hanging on Randy Miller's every word, you are a pathetic fan base. Randy Miller, earlier this week, wrote an article that said that Juan Soto, I couldn't whistle there. I tried. (laughs) Out the door, and he's going to the Mets in 2025. Good. Uh Okay, cool. You had it first, Randy.
2: Good. Hopefully he'll he'll be over there with a ring on his finger.
1: Rich Squires with the super chat again. All this press going on with Soto brings me back to Reggie in seventy seven. Okay. So you're even older than me. Okay, wow. thank okay. you. Okay. 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 Let me tell you something, bro. Randy Miller was would have bet his life and wrote as basically as much that there was no chance in hell Aaron Judge was coming back to the Yankees. Really credible, buddy. Yeah. That's Neither. the guy that's the guy you're hanging your hat on you're like Randy Miller said that Juan Soto listen to me listen to me I'm this might come back to bite me in the ass in, in a few months here there is no chance in hell that Juan Soto is going to spend the year in the Bronx playing with Aaron Judge and then look at it as himself and go I want to be a met
2: yeah yeah yeah
1: You guys are fucking pathetic pathetic and i'm going to tell you why that you're pathetic and i feel bad for you i really really do from the bottom of my heart i feel bad for you because i i know some good met fans and i know that they really wanted this and it's just not happening for you guys but you guys i feel bad for you because for the first time probably since 1986 you guys were walking around feeling like you were the kings of the world that this this baseball town was yours Stevie Cohen and his money, we're going to we're gonna take over New York. The Yankees are going to be our little brothers. And you went out and you signed a couple of 45-year-old pitchers, and what happened? You had to fucking break the team down a year and a half into your whole big Stevie Cohen, King Cohen era, okay? You had to break the team down a year and a half in, and now you're looking at a situation where your big pickups – your big pickups are our trash. Okay. Literally, you went dumpster diving outside of 161st and River Avenue. Those were your big pickups this year. Luis Severino, and I hate saying this because I love Seve trash. Yankee trash because the guy was hurt. Enjoy those 18 starts. Maybe he'll pitch to an under 60 array this year. I don't know if I would bet on it, though. Your other big pickup. Harrison Bader, wow, guys! Harrison Bader,
2: I'm gonna be honest with you.
1: Love the six, the 660 OPS at 95 games is it really gonna win you in NL East, guys. Really gonna do it.
2: I'm ashamed of this, but I almost got into a fist fight with an 86 year old man.
1: Oh my god! <laughs>
2: the other day, my you
0: Pedro Martinez,
2: <laughs> my wife's grandfather was over the house <laughs> the other day, <laughs> and he just looked at me out of nowhere. And thank God he doesn't have his new hearing aids yet. So he couldn't hear me. Mm-hmm. And what I said back, well, he looked at me he goes, why the fuck would they get rid of Bader, man? That was such a stupid move. And he turned his head and I was like, what are you a fucking idiot? And he just didn't hear me. And I what? just, I walked out of the room at that point. But yeah, he was, he was really bent out of shape about Punch that. On Punch on the pop, Punch on the pop. Yeah. Not, I'm ashamed of it, but at the same time, he deserved anything that was coming I his way.
0: Honestly, at the, the beginning of that story, I was like, wow, Chris, that's kind of messed up." But by the end, I'm like, "Why didn't you? Why right. didn't you clock him? One
2: should have clocked him." <laughs> uh, just a quick reminder to anyone who wasn't with us at the top of the show: we are now uh, exclusive, the exclusive Yankee podcast of Odyssey. So, if you get a second, we're going to have some extra episodes throughout the season that uh, will not be live on NYU that you'll get on any audio platform that you do listen to. So if you could take a second and uh, subscribe to uh, on any platform that you listen to the show, Spotify, Apple podcasts, we actually have a pretty big following on iHeartRadio, the iHeartRadio app still Um, maybe Odyssey. You listen to podcasts or shows. So just uh, drop us a, a uh, follow or subscribe to the show on there so that you get our extra
1: content. So met fans, when you go to bed tonight, Think of this, right? Think of the Wolverine meme where he's holding the picture in his hand. And that's your Photoshop of Juan Soto in a in a Met jersey. Because that's your dream. That's your that's your hope. That's your fantasy. And that's all it's gonna be. That's all it's gonna be. Okay? Right. Cause you guys are fucking pathetic. That the fact of the matter is. That you thought you were the big bad dogs in the room. You were going to be the big bad wolf puffing your chest out. And Juan Soto's a Yankee. You're pathetic. And I feel sorry for you. Okay. Uh, Okay. So when Juan Soto wins an MVP for the Yankees this year, just remember, he's not going to be a Met. Okay? He's not going to be a Met. Uh, okay. Okay. The only way he will be a Met. But notice how I didn't say anything? <laughs> <laughs> we have a voicemail, by the way. All right. Um, before we get to the voicemail, let's go back to Ross Super Chat. Yeah, it was um Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So it was, who? was in it order was of
0: who? importance, who has sorry, Christian, who has the most pressure on them this year? Boone, Volpe, or Rodan? Okay, so Define pressure. The, what do we mean by pressure?
2: Oh, well, let's just start here. Boone is playing with house money at this point.
1: Izzy, he should have a contract next year
2: yeah, I know that, but he shouldn't be here to begin with
1: right it's it's really and he definitely won't be here if they don't win this year
2: okay but it's 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 gonna be all or nothing anyway like for me it's Boone's gonna continue to do what he's always done he knows there's only so much control he has so for me as much as I'd put Boone at number two here um he's out for me. He's not number one.
1: I think by process of elimination, it's Carlos Rodon. Yes. that. Well, that's what I was getting at. All right? Volpe,
2: they've committed. Does he... Should he have some pressure? Sure, he can't. But
1: what's the pressure on Rodon? He has well, to live up to that you contract. Just said, right, Hold but on.
0: who cares if he lives up to it? They, like you just said with Volpe, they committed. They committed to Rodon. Who cares
2: if he sucks? Okay, okay. So that's a good point. We have to assume that these players are here, and I think it's an easy assumption, they're here to win. They're not here to be selfish. They're here to win. And especially a guy like Rodon, who's very competitive. Now, there is pressure on Volpe, of course, for multiple reasons. He does have to perform because they haven't committed that much where, like we said last week, if he's batting, you know, 215 at the All-Star break, the Yankees have to start asking some really tough questions. Mm -hmm. But... This lineup is so stacked that if Volpe's batting 215, that shouldn't be what stops them from winning a World Series. Now, we go back to that original thing I said that we have to assume these guys, all they care about is winning right now. If Rodon is shitting the bed like he did last year, I'm sorry. I don't think this team has a chance to go anywhere if they're not assuming, you know, yeah, of course, they're probably going to get a pitcher at the deadline, but let's just call it for what it is right now. The way this team's constructed right now, if Carlos Rodon gives us a repeat of what we got last year, even if he stays healthy, but he's still just off the walls, terrible. This team does not have a shot
1: at winning anything. If you want, yeah, okay. The contract, he's still going to get paid on whatever professional pride in terms of pressure to for this team to win it's Rodon the Yankees need Rodon to be the dominant number 2 co-ace uh that they expect it that the pressure is on for him if Anthony Volpe hits 215 yeah it sucks he's probably still going to be the shortstop and it shouldn't derail the Yankees from winning a world series right Aaron Boone I would slot him number two because he is managing for his job. If this team falls short, if he embarrasses himself in the postseason again, he's not coming back. Right. Because and the because at that point, no matter how much Cashman likes him, he's going to have to give Hal a pound of flesh, and it's going to be Aaron Boone.
0: Right. right. And, that, and that's why I think Aaron Boone actually has the most pressure on him this year because of what can happen next year if he has another – mediocre season because if you compare those three who is the most likely to have their job next season if, if it's a repeat well,
1: who's most be, likely i okay. would say rodan is the rodan. most likely but so, go ahead go and finish your point no that
0: I, 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 that's just my point of of what, what how i would define pressure in this instance is is who's under pressure to stay relevant to stay a part of this organization and to to be a a, a contributor and for me, that pressure of those three is is the least on Carlos Rodon because no matter how he performs this year, he's still going to be in this rotation next year. He's still going to have the contract. I get the pride factor, sure, but he's still going to. If he sucks this year, he's going to come out with that same mentality of trying to prove himself in pinstripe. So I just where if Volpe struggles, they're probably going to roll him back out there but you never know you might go to a, a different route and then if boone struggles like that again this year and they miss the playoffs he's gone he's out of a job so what is pressure then in this case? Okay, is this is it an ego pressure is it a job pressure is it a livelihood thing because then if that's the case then aaron boone is the clear front runner of those three who has the most pressure on him because he's not going to be here if they suck
1: all right, number, before I get to my counterpoint here, which you're making an excellent point. I don't, I, excellent. I don't want you, to, excellent, that's an excellent okay. point. I really okay. agree. I agree with it okay. in a lot of ways, but Thank let's you. get to the super chat from uh, okay. gold diggers on poor. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I need Soto the homer against the Mets to shut them up. Then again, Met fans will probably be more hyped. <laughs> he's yeah, like, gold, oh, he's I can't like, wait to see that. <laughs> <in
2: Mets. yes. laughs> he's letting the
1: gold diggers know he's poor. Gold diggers um, on poor. Help him out. Or Ryan, you, you really, you know, you really hit the nail on the head there. There's very excellent analysis and, okay. and, and way to break it down. It is. Okay. But in terms of I'll put it to you like this. Who do the Yankees need the most in order to win a World Series this year? Rodon.
2: So it's more of a fan and front office pressure. Of right,
0: which is why to. I'm hesitant or my I, I just want to know yes. the definition of pressure. So I'll make
2: team. one counterpoint. Are you done with your counterpoint?
1: Yes, that's all I Very wanted simple to say. and very counter, effective
2: counter. Um, but I'll make a counterpoint on a more personal level with each person. Here's the only counter I can make to you there's only so much Boone can do, right? There's only so much. If it gets to a point where this team is dead, and it's mainly because the players just aren't performing or guys are getting hurt. Yeah, maybe Boone's making some dumb calls, but it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter if it's Boone or if it's the players. His job is on the line regardless. So there's going to get to a point where Boone knows this. And, and when you know there's something that's just out of your control at that point, you almost start to just get relieved of it as it's happening. Whereas Rodon, if he's out there every single day, He's continuously feeling pressure to be better, to work harder, to be more effective. He has that in his control. And so that's the only thing. And I know that you're you're thinking, yeah, he's going to be here next year. It's a great point. And of course, but I'd like to at least, even if it's me being naive, think that these guys are also right now not thinking about where they're going to be next year and only thinking about how they can help this team win a World Series. Okay. So for me... That's where I say Rodon. And we do have another super chat. Our boy David Douglas he said, crazy part is I don't see Boone going anywhere. Let me tell you something, dude. Me neither, honestly. Let me tell you something. Okay, none of them have The pressure. Yankees failed this year, and they still bring Boone back after his contract's up and, and give him another one. That's a different discussion for a different day because it's going to take a full two-hour episode for for me to go over all of what okay, I got- feel.
1: JC with the uh, member chat. He says uh, Boone versus Pete. Steel cage match. It
2: wouldn't even be yeah. fair, dude. No, it I wouldn't don't... even be
1: fair. I don't Set know. Set it man. up. Boone, let, Boone, come...
2: let Boone have brass knuckles. But, what? It, it would you know, fair. the
1: door on the cage would shut. Pete's ready to lock up and Boone goes, shake it off. Shake it off. And Pete's just going to die laughter. Boone's going to hit him with a fucking forearm shot. Pete's going to be just like one hold on though two,
2: three pete pete starts laughing boone boone stops the fight because he's being bullied by his
1: opponent but he's not and being that gets, i don't know i think he, well I, if, if pete's he,
2: laughing at him in his face at least for boone he doesn't like this people. is, his, is this a walkout song umbrella it's umbrella and then when he gets in the cage it's goes pick, right to TC. he's,
1: he's got to pick he's got to pick a lane here. He can't sing Umbrella and then tell everybody that he's stalking Taylor Swift. Right. Pick right. a lane yeah. here. Pal. Right. Pick a get lane. It. Get a genre. Get an artist. Get attached. Pick a lane. Okay. So uh, we have we have a voicemail or two in here. Okay. Yeah, let's get to it. Let's get okay. to that. Okay yeah what up fellas how you doing how you doing it's the one and only friendly neighborhood DJ Leo calling in again what's up guys what's up can't wait to see you guys on 420 man it's gonna be a freaking movie that's for sure and uh Chris don't worry if you need a another douche whistle I got you bro I got you I got connections so you're all good man you're all good I got you anyways (laughs) I got nothing else to say I'm just calling in to leave a little friendly dad joke because uh That's what I do. I'm here to lighten up the mood. (laughs) What did the midget tell me? What did I tell the midget when she wanted me to bang her? We're going to have to block this out. I don't get down like that. (laughs) All right, guys. Peace. (laughs) No. No, it's not
2: defamatory at all. That's a great joke. I love it.
1: We are going to start banging. It's our first week. It's okay. okay. And this is little... what
2: they. This is what Odyssey wanted.
1: I mean, this is what they signed up for.
2: right? <laughs> can we peel the curtain back real quick and just little people jokes? Can we just? Can I just tell them what the discussion was between you and the producer at Odyssey?
1: What, what, what discussion about
2: about Giancarlo Stanton? Oh yeah. <laughs> so our biggest thing, other than it being okay, we stay on MYYU, of course, uh, was that we are clearly not politically correct. We don't give a shit what we say. That's always been our, our strength here. Um, we don't really care if you'd like it or not. If you're offended, great. Good for you. And so that's always been, whenever we've had talks with partnerships and stuff, it's always been a big concern. Is the content still ours? Do you need us to change? Because I don't know if we can commit to that. So they were kind of going on and and made it clear, right? We could really say, we don't have to change at all. Pretty much any guidelines they gave us were things we're not going to do anyway. um, And we never have. But Christian explicitly, when when he was unsure, said to the guy, he goes, so wait, let me just give you a scenario. Giancarlo Stanton strikes out four times in a game. I can't call him a piece of garbage. Mm -hmm. And he goes, no, no, no. The guy literally had to go, no, no, no. You can call him a piece of garbage. That's fine. (laughs) And then he went on to give us the guidelines of whatnot. So we can call players pieces of garbage. And uh, yeah, I mean, nothing should change.
1: Nope. Uh, So uh, yeah, man, it's uh, exciting times ahead here for the NYYST podcast. Like we said, the official odyssey po- yankee podcast uh, that's that's us now okay, okay. Um, okay. and again that's it's all because of you guys uh it's all because of Pete's hard work and his belief in us so again thank you to Pete thank you to this community here and and uh, of nyyu and all our OG uh fans uh out there that have been with us since uh since day one since pre NYYU days so I want to thank everybody man we're super we're super excited. Um, and Pete's going to have some big, big news, uh, coming soon for the, 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 the channel itself, man. Telling you, bro. Not even Doug Heffernan himself can stop NYYU. Okay. Not even Doug Heffernan. The king of Queens. He can. <laughs> that's, that's an inside joke for everybody in the NYYU group chat. Not even Doug Heffernan can stop NYYU, okay? No meatballs are coming around here stopping NYYU, okay? So okay. I'm cracking myself up over here, but it's okay. People, okay, a little lap track there, okay? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'm telling you from the bottom of my heart, man, go watch any other Yankee podcast, go watch any other Yankee channel, go look at their lineup, go look at their talent, then look at us. Look at us three guys. Look at the team here at NYU, and tell me where you'd rather get your Yankee news and content from. That's tell me who you. Tell me who you'd rather listen to. Tell me who's going to uh, entertain you more. Who are you going to have a good time listening to? And if That's you answer, it. if you if you cannot answer at least one show on this channel, then you're a jabroni and you're a hack. Okay. Right. okay.
0: Okay. Jabroni. Okay you ride a zamboni cuz you're a
1: jabroni okay oh, man. you know when a little league You eat bologna, hits a baloney, okay <laughs> cuz you're a jabroni okay if we're watching uh if we're watching a little league world series game and a 12 year old hits a home run the only thing we're going to talk about regarding that 12 year old is the home run that he hit okay i'm just going to say that okay <laughs> And uh, and and we're not looking like we're we're ready to fall asleep while we're recording okay. here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now we're so, crossing, now we're getting to that line. But listen, the line is here. I'm right here. Okay. Okay.
2: Listen, okay. we got a quick super chat from Crackle Nuts. I'm going to call you Crackle D's Nuts. It says, "What up, fellas? Would you let Aaron Boone cut you in line if he was in a rush?" <laughs> Great show. Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't what
0: like. What kind cucks? of question is that? I don't
2: like. I don't like,
0: cucks. like cuts. Like cuts or cucks.
1: Um, now, I might let him cut me for a 15 minute exclusive interview, no holds barred. I do it.
2: Absolutely, that's a great point, dude. Oh, you're thinking like you're thinking like a real professional. Um, I just want to just put this out there real quick before we wrap up. Imagine if Mike was still on WFAN and he had a show, and they had okay. to cut to a to an advertisement of our show, and it was just SGR doing Francesca. Oh, and he could be, hear it in his,
1: in his what headset. Was that? What was that? That sounds nothing like me. He sounds nothing like me. Okay. Well, that's why he hates Giannotti. That's what he
0: did. That's what he did to Giannotti. So I, I'd understand if it sounded like me. It sounds nothing like me. Okay. I don't talk like that. Okay. I don't do that. Okay. So say, okay, after every word. Okay.
1: So tomorrow stay locked in here on uh, NYYU because uh, Pete's going to have game season live. And then following the game, uh, Mario and Kevin will uh, be with Bronx or nothing. So definitely uh, stay tuned, locked in to NYYU. Hit the like button for our show right now. Subscribe to the channel again. um, If you're listening on Apple podcasts and Spotify, make sure you subscribe to the show there. Make sure you tell everybody that the fellas are now on Odyssey. We're the official Yankee podcast of Odyssey, the parent company of WFAN. They came to us, okay? Okay. So, again, we want to thank everybody, man. Your support means the world to us, and we wouldn't have been afforded this opportunity without it. So we want to, again, once again, thank everybody uh, for making this happen. So big, 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 big things uh, coming in the future. For us, for NYU, man, I say it because I believe it. We are the premier destination for Yankees news and content, man. You're not gonna get it anywhere else like you get it here. Nope. So I'm fucking pumped, man. I'm so excited. Yeah. This, yeah, and, I'm really into it. And I don't, and I say it too, man. Part of it is too is because there's this breath of fresh air around the team right now. There's a sense of excitement around the team that we haven't felt right now, and I feel like we are literally this close to the roof blowing off this fucking thing. Let's do it. I agree, dude. So, unless you guys got anything else you want to say, let's take it home. Let's do it. So, we want to thank everybody for their continued support of NYYST and NYY Underground. We want to thank everybody for listening and watching episode 370 SGR. Go, Yanks. Chris, say goodbye. Peace. Yeah, got to keep it trendy my soul i'm the soul. most selfish person
2: that i know here we go down the rabbit hole got a couple carrots from my neck hey. self-respect when
1: you out of line you put yourself in check uh, they don't hear me down down they don't hear me though cycles like going round and round and round like a merry-go stand for truth or fall for any old scenario that's why i keep my circle smaller than the cherry. Cause this the company you keep. stay woke Please uh, don't get caught slick end up uh, So cheap, the ghost is inside of me, can't take it out of me.